Hello, hello, and welcome to the Creatives in Coffee podcast, Australia's leading podcast in podcasts. Um, I'm joined today by myself, Kobe, Jamison, Jamison, and Anna, and we've got our guest today, Kimmy. Um, today we're going to be discussing what it's like to graduate from an entertainment degree and also talk a little bit about um, the events management sector of the industry. Kimmy, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I sure can. Um, so I graduated from QUT, Bachelor of Communication, majoring in entertainment industries, and I've got a minor in music, dance, and sonography, I think. Um, and yeah, I graduated in July. Um, it was really good. I went straight out into the industry. I'd been interning um, with the ECA from February and then kind of rolled straight into a contract over the ECA period. And now um, I have a full-time role there as the Entertainment and Education Coordinator for the ECA. Holy cow. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> like, I knew you were in that sector, but I had no mm-hmm. idea that that's so official. Oh, my yes, goodness. very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and straight out. So we're um, mm-hmm. filming, the, uh, recording this in uh, September. We're in September, September now. Yep. So you've yes. only just graduated. Yeah, really recently. Um, it was really exciting. So... I'd been at uni for about four and a half years. I did another course previously and then I swapped over to communication. Entertainment was definitely a bit more where my passion was. And I found it really interesting. I love live entertainment and I think Eka really provides lots of it. We do music, we do dance, we do fireworks, we do animals, we do all the things. So it's giving me a little bit of a taste of everything. Yeah. Obviously just recently graduated. Um, the life of a graduate, I guess, like what's your nine to five? Is it a nine to five job? How would you like, yeah, describe your a typical day as a graduate? Yeah, well, at the Echo? now I've moved into a nine to five role. During my studies, I was all over the place, as I'm sure you guys all are, you know, studying and working and doing your work integrated learning internship sort of thing. But it's really nice as a graduate because you've got a lot of consistency, your own time on the weekends and at night. And it's really nice not to stress about uni the rest of the time. Genuinely, it's it's just go there. It's a really nice team that I work with as well. So um, I think the culture of where you work makes a big difference um, to really enjoying yourself and being passionate about what you do. Yeah. So the ECA is only two weeks in a year. What do you mm-hmm. do with the rest of your time? I get this question lots. I get this tons because people go, you work full time for a you know, nine day show that seems a bit crazy um but basically right now uh we're moving into lots of reporting lots of paying of people um we assess everything that we do across the ground so all the entertainment gets broken down was it the right time for that to be on was it the right audience you know should we try and fit them elsewhere on our entertainment program um so that's all of kind of september october november is really a creative time for us we kind of come up with new ideas and go all right what's next what can we you you know, develop over the next couple of months. Um, and then all of our entries open for performers in February. So we kind of have to prep for that over December, January, and then it's all just scheduling and getting set up for the event until, yeah, August. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess even though it's a nine-day show, the preparation and the planning is a lot more yeah, in-depth and a lot more detail. It's huge. We have, you know, 400,000 people coming through the gates every year. So it's quite a lot of people that you're trying to target. There's about 20 people that work on the team of Eka. So we have marketing, sponsorship, competitions is a big part of it. So all, you know, horses and cows and chickens and all the things. And then I work in a team for entertainment. So we do all the fun stuff, basically. <laughs> yeah, my friend did a dog competition. Like one of the yes, dogs, is yeah. a presenter? I don't know what they call them. Like, like the competition. Yeah, the show, yeah. show dogs, yeah. show dogs. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness, show dog competition. Yeah, and she it was having so much fun, just like walking her little oh dashins around. They are absolutely <laughs> adorable too. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And there's all the competitions, all the things, yeah. and so many people enter. It's absolutely insane. You have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, coming out or not coming out, but like <laughs> still amongst COVID. Yes. I don't say coming out of COVID because it's still a thing, but. Mm. It impacted the Yekka, obviously 2020 and even mm-hmm. like last year, 2021. I remember you could go through like the drive through kind of thing to get a Sunday. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. This is like the first year Yekka's been back for like Definitely. two to three years. Yeah. What was like the planning behind that? Like how do you come back after yeah, it's, so long? It's a big process. 2020, we did tons of Eka online. I'm not sure if you saw some of the videos. So we went out onto farms and doing that sort of stuff. I say we. I wasn't around then. Um, but that's kind of what my team did, providing videos and people still getting a little bit of a taste of Eka, even though they couldn't attend. And I was actually an intern last year in 2021, just for fun, not for any reason. I just thought it would be nice. Um, and we yeah got five days out from show and it all got um, cancelled because we had a big wave of COVID, which was really sad. But I, it was nice to have that process because you can kind of see all the all the things you have to do leading up to it. Um, but then the drive-through, funnily enough, uh, when we launched it, we had some of our farmyard friend character suit mascots. And kind of the reason I got my job now was because I was – reached out to by like our team and they said oh we need some people to get in these character suits we need them to wave to people while they're driving through and buying strawberry sundays and buying dagwood dogs would you do that because i used to dance and, and my boss knows that and i went yeah yeah sure i'll come back so first couple of days of it being open i was running around in the hayden the horse costume suit and waving to kids and giving them strawberry sundays and it was absolutely hilarious um so after that i kind of begged my boss I was like please have me back I really want to do an echo that's what I want to do I want to see it all the way through um so that was really lovely and then it all kind of worked out from there uh but COVID was a big one we had to put lots of COVID clauses in contracts just so that we, you know, were protecting our performers. We had hand sanitizer all over the place you probably saw we were giving away free masks um and just one big thing we did was notify which day you were going to attend the ECA. So when you bought a ticket, you went, okay, I'm coming on Monday. That's the day that I'm coming. So we could monitor numbers and make sure that we weren't having too many people through the gates that people would feel crowded and, you know, be worried about catching all the terrible things that are out there. Yeah. 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 I guess like with COVID going on, like, did you find like in managing like all the events and stuff, a lot of you know, guests didn't necessarily want to come to the Echo, like, you know, performers or even farmers bringing their livestock. Yeah, there were some concerns and I completely understand that. Um, Traditionally, the Echo had a seniors day on Thursday, um, but we didn't really advertise that for this year because we thought, you know, older people probably don't want to come out during COVID. A good thing about our event, we're like 80% outdoors. So you're not really ever inside crammed with people. It's always a little bit more of an open air space. But at the same time, there were so many people who were like, 
I want to come back. Yeah. Have me back, please. Yeah. Um, just as much as there were people who were like, oh, I don't think we'll be attending this year, which is completely fair enough. I mean, I was there for nine days. I don't want to say how many hours a day I was <laughs> there. And I was fine, didn't catch anything. So yeah. it was really safe and yeah. we took all the right steps. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've uh, studied mm-hmm. and you did what we are doing. If you don't remember from our first episode, we are doing the exact same yes. degree as you yeah. did. Yeah. Um, do you think that that prepared you for your current career definitely definitely I think that there's a lot of stuff that you get from all those social media and marketing and event planning um units that you do that really prepare understand the whole process so with our performers you know you contract them on you schedule them you're in constant communication with them and that's really important to have a really high level of professional communication so that you feel like they're getting all the information that they require and you're also getting that back from them um uni is a really great tool as well because it is that networking and you know like no other people who are in it we had a bunch of interns who came in for the ECHA as well all of whom were part of our critical issues class that we did uh last semester um and that's how I know you guys so it was really good to you know gain those connections and then give those other people an opportunity to have a go and yeah have some real world experience yeah you spoke just then about networking. Could you elaborate, like, how you, for your position, do you network and meet people, especially for, like, for your specific industry? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big one is, for me, performers, because I'm, I'm from the end of contracting them on and having those people there. And I think a big one was I'm quite close with a few performers, you know, have a history. I did music and did dance so I know a lot of those groups um and but from there you can kind of expand out a big one we have is our multicultural plaza music stage and we're sponsored by the multicultural department of the government so they ask that each day we at least contract one multicultural artist which we try and smash out of the park we try to have multiple per day and it's really good because when you contact one of them you go hey suggestions of people you might think are really good um, and it just completely gives you this whole new network of other contacts to have on your stages and performers to have, as well as for us, a big one is sponsors. The ECHA is sponsored by RACQ. We also have like the Woolworths Pavilion and even our smaller competitions are sponsored by different groups. So it's good to have those businesses. And then from there, you're growing, you know, who you know and trying to get for us because we're non-for-profit, trying to get more money to put on a better event each year. Yeah. Yeah, you spoke um, earlier as well, like you started on one degree, Mm -hmm. decided it wasn't your thing, moved Mm -hmm. over to this one. Was there... A psychological thing behind that was like you just weren't enjoying it you weren't passionate about it to yeah. then you know in other words if you did that original degree uh-huh. would you be here today in, uh, this, in this role i don't think so yep but the skills that i use like that i learned from my first degree definitely helped me to be where i am so i did a technical production degree for two years which is lighting your sound your stage management which i really enjoyed and i love that industry that's why i stayed in entertainment uh however it was really hands-on it's you know rigging lights and setting up sound systems which i don't think i really expected when i started that degree but you know qt makes it really easy to switch over and so i jumped across to communication but even in this role that i'm in now we were doing tons of stuff um you know setting up sound desks and all that (laughs) all that fun stuff that i did learn from that first degree so it's nice to have that experience 
experience. Um, we have so many stages. So we, we ha- employ stage managers to take care of them, to take care of the dance groups, the fashion parades, all the musicians that we have. So all those stage manager kind of um, skills that I learned definitely transferred over. So it's good that I don't feel like it's a complete waste of time. It was almost like a stepping stone to yeah. get where you are. Yeah, and it taught, like, showed me so much about the entertainment industry that I was like, oh, I love this. I'm really passionate about this, but not necessarily the hands-on side, more more the organization event planning side. Yeah. I guess the organization and event planning side of it, it's very more hands-on. It's a bit more, you know, the, the other side of the degree is, you know, this but then it's, it's black and white i guess yeah um but yeah yeah and we we have such a mix um at the ECA. we do you know lots of emails and reporting and schedules it's you know all on your computer all in an office and then we have two months around ECA that we're running around you know putting up signs and <laughs> setting up as i said sound desks and carrying furniture all over the place because the grounds are quite big and we manage so many different the grounds it's trying to maintain all of that and we have one day events that pop up all the time um i ran the stock whip challenge at the Echo, which is all these really clever yeah whip cracking um <laughs> crack the whip um which is all these very talented country kids who come in come in from the country into the city and they show us their skills they're absolutely amazing they're so talented and something completely new that I never expected but it's me getting there early and setting up all the signage we have to lay down grass so that the whips aren't damaged on concrete flooring you have to provide um, little safety goggles for them just in case something happens so it's all that sort of hands-on stuff being there while the event's being run organizing an MC and judging and all that sort of stuff so yeah really all new stuff but um, very hands-on definitely yeah What's your favorite thing that's come out of the Yakka either this year or in the past? You said every year there's like there's something new, there's something yeah. different. Yeah. If not a favorite, like a top three. <gasps> top three. Gosh, this is hard. I was thinking about this this morning. I thought you might ask about a favorite thing. For me, I loved our night show. I think our night show this year was unlike anything we've done before. We had horses with pyro coming off of them with UV paint over them so that when the UV light hit them, it like sparkled. It was absolutely beautiful. I was really lucky with that experience um, because my boss, he runs most of it, but I got the opportunity to shadow him um, one of the nights. And so I was out on the field while there's fireworks going off around me, while there's horses running past and monster trucks and FMX and V8 and all the things and it was so it was such a crazy experience um but absolutely amazing and just phenomenal so I loved our night show that's definitely probably one of my favorite things um another one that was absolutely crazy and completely you know left field for Eka we do a drag queen bingo night so much fun absolutely amazing so crowded so many people there it's it was an awesome night we have our sponsor Stefan the hairdressing company they they sponsored it had all these vouchers for people to win it was really good fun so I I organized that event with um the lovely gal that I work with um and I love strawberry sundaes that's probably my third one just yeah. strawberry sundaes in general yeah. they're my favorite you can't go wrong with the strawberry sundae at the Echo. Oh gosh I feel like so that's half good. the reason everyone goes to the Echo. oh my god it's iconic yeah it it's is so iconic never been to the Echo. have you never been no. <laughs> oh, no. we'll have to come next year then yeah it's, definitely it's um yes yeah, so you've mentioned that you uh started off in your technical production degree 
um, you headed over to the entertainment sector, mm-hmm. oh, sector, and then you've gone into sort of your events management. Mm-hmm. Was that the plan for you? Um, hmm. Like, what sort of industry were you interested in going into after you graduated, or did like the echo sort of just come up and you got the position, de- dressed up as a horse, and <laughs> um, stuck with it, or like? Yeah, well, it was funny when I first started the entertainment degree. Um, I wasn't really sure what I was going to. I really liked podcasts and radio and that sort of stuff. It's a really tricky industry to get into though. Um, and it's quite broad uh, with where you want to want to be because you can kind of do something like this, start your own podcast or you can go work for the big organizations, um, stuff like that. Uh, but we had, yeah, just a flyer pop up in one of the classes that got sent out and went, actually the one that you're doing right now, the entertainment project one. Um, yeah, Brendan just sent it out and went, Hey guys, here's an opportunity. This was back in 2021. I went, Oh my goodness, it's like so much fun. And they mentioned all the things that I'm really interested in doing the dance and the music and fireworks and pyro is a big one. A lot of people from the technical production, um, course that I did actually ended up going into pyro. So there's a bit of a crossover there and I went, Oh, this is really interesting. I'll just go for an interview. And turns out um, my old dance teacher, she's actually one of the producers for the Eka Fashion Parade, which is the longest running free fashion parade in Queensland. Um, And I went, oh, my goodness, like we've got so many connections and they do so many things. And, yeah, it was really it was really kind of just a flow on effect from there. I want to know, like further back when you grad, like year 11, year 12 of high school. Yes. Did you think that you wanted to go into technical production like? Did you want to be rigging up all of the lights and the working on stages and that kind yeah. of thing? So, um, kind of. I didn't really know what technical production was. Probably should have looked a little bit more deeper into Maybe. it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably um, in hindsight. But I was a big old dance singing nerd in high school. And I came out of high school and I was like, I'll audition for musical theatre schools. I'll go do music somewhere. Um, but because they're all audition heavy, you know, you're not really guaranteed a spot. And uh, technical production was kind of my backup and I ended up there and uh, I really enjoyed it definitely I think it's it's a great course um, but it's definitely not something that I was super passionate about to begin with but always musicals dance and just like live entertainment's definitely my interest for a yeah. while now I think a lot of what we've sort of heard a lot of was that from our other guests as well our previous guests is that in high school you don't know what you want to do and it, and what you want to do is not what you're going to end up do, no, doing no. because you know you're evident of that um starting off in wanting to do one thing doing another thing and then mm-hmm. ending up even switching again yeah, yeah. to something completely like not completely different but different but so much more broad I guess as well yeah yeah so it's it's a bit all over the place I think that high school you're so young you're 16 that is a really really young age to be like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life you're like whoa huge decision Mm -hmm. um and I think there was a stigma when I went first started going to uni that you did your course you graduated that was it um but it's not it's actually super easy to change over and and you know pick up little subjects that play into your interests so that's why I really enjoyed my music minor it's like this is great this is awesome I still get Mm. to learn a lot of stuff and keep growing that side of my interests um but from there as well you know school is not necessarily a direct shot straight into uni you know what I mean take your time like figure out what you want to do you can go into uni and just do a few courses to see what interests you um and then you know jump into a into a degree I think that stigma that you're talking about comes from the generation 
like our parents' yeah. generation. Mum and dad. Like, yeah, yeah. mum and dad. <laughs> because that was for me as well. And again, a lot of the other young creatives that we've talked to, um, it's that it's you study the right subjects in year 11 and 12. So mm-hmm. like if you're going to want to do, you know, a health degree, you study like the science and the mm-hmm. you study biology and like and maths, study the hard subjects. Mm-hmm. Then you go into that degree straight after high school. Then you get a job in that field straight after uni like you Mm. there is that process there is that step by step but Mm. I think particularly for our generation where there's a so many more opportunities and b Mm. especially for the creative people in our generation Mm. it is literally impossible for you to go into one degree and feel like this is 1000% what you want to do with the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and then have that you know trajectory like Mm. I don't think I've ever met someone who has you know very successfully completed that Straight school away. to uni to life yeah, trajectory. Exactly so right. I think as well, a lot of the creative degrees are so new. Mm. When you did communication previously, it was like, here's journalism and, you know. And ad- advertising PR. Advertising, that's it. That's all you've got. Whereas they've really expanded now and gone, hey, there's entertainment. You can do creative writing. You can go do marketing. Like marketing wasn't a thing. It was like advertising. That's all you really had. So there's so many more opportunities out of uni that are really fresh and new that I don't think our parents who are, you know, trying to encourage us into this future really know about and can inform us about when we're trying to make those decisions at such a young age because you're still really receptive to the people around you and they're like well you can go to uni and you can do maths you can do engineering you can do medicine you can do law that's about it and you're like no there's so many more it's okay it's all right creatives out there you will find something that suits your needs and and even then you do so much learning on the job as well yeah I feel like there's a lot of unnecessary pressure on high school students and uni students in general. It's like, mm. graduate. Yeah. Like Adam was saying, you graduate, you do a degree, you go full-time into this sector, this industry. But mm. looking back like 10 years, 20 years ago, half the degrees we do today didn't exist. Mm. 10 years Mate, into the future. Like five years ago, yeah, they didn't exist. Like four, three years ago, because we're the degree... Uh, yes. The degree that we're doing yeah. started off as its own degree. Like yeah, it was, it was a Bachelor of Entertainment, Entertainment Industries. Industries. And now we're under like a little umbrella of communication. communication. Yeah. Like our social media manager, Bianca, who you heard in our first episode, she started off in the Entertainment Industries yeah. degree mm. and is going like is still, you know, she's obviously doing her own thing with business as well. So, yeah. 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 So it's it changes so quickly, it especially for creatives because it used to be like, okay, there's CI or there's um, – like you go to like JMC or like that kind of institute and do the hands-on creative and that was kind of it whereas now it's like there's there's so people are recognizing and accepting that there's so many different areas to the industry oh so many and the other thing is is that even when you're out in the industry regardless of whatever degree you have it's also based on your experiences in that industry so it's like oh cool you've got a you know entertainment degree but that doesn't necessarily mean you know you're right for that role if you haven't really had that experience in you know music industry if you want to go down you want to do live entertainment and music and you know plan concerts and festivals if you haven't really had that experience in that field it is really difficult for you to be like yeah yeah pick me that's a really great idea so (laughs) I feel like that sort of aspect of it as well the uni still have like a way to go to try and offer creative students more opportunities work integrated learning is 
probably one of the best subjects that I did. It was so useful. You know, it gets your foot in the door. It kind of forces you to gain those experiences. So when you're out in the real world, you're like, hey, I actually have things that I know about and and can sell myself with. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you'd be where you are today if you didn't go to uni? Do you think this degree has like aided in the process to get to, you know, your role at the ECHO? Do you think you'd be anywhere else if it wasn't for uni? Um, I think that a degree is really useful still in this, in this day and age. My boss doesn't have a degree, but you know, he's like in his fifties and it wasn't really around. It's different back then. Yeah, yeah. Completely different. However, the lovely girl that I work with, Alana, she has an entertainment industry degree. So she did it back when it was just entertainment industries. She's actually gone back and she's finishing her marketing degree at the end of this year. Um, so definitely degrees are really useful and it shows that you have that level of you know, attention to detail and doing really well. It kind of marks you, that GPA marks you at how well you're doing and making an effort, I suppose. Um, It definitely is now. It didn't used to be. I still think there's plenty of jobs out there, but for the RNA, um, it is really important to have some sort of degree, even if it's a diploma or certificate or whatever it is, just to show that you have some level of understanding in that field um, and then alongside all those experiences. It doesn't necessarily have to be this big master's oh, God, graduate, no. something like that. But as long no. as it's you know, something on the track of, yeah, you know. yeah, and and even if you're like Alana's showing that you know going into marketing, that's something that still really plays into entertainment because marketing your performers, your program is a huge thing and making sure that you're doing all the right things to support. We have a media and comms team. We have a marketing and sponsorship team supporting them to try and get people to come to the ECA and see our performance, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For someone like me or Kobe Rana, we want to, we're about to graduate Mm -hmm. in this degree and we want to come work for the ECA. Yeah. What's our mindset? What's our journey to get to essentially where you are today having Mm -hmm. recently graduated? So funnily enough, um, in 2021, myself um, and a lovely girl, Fee, who I work with, and Zoe as well, we were all interns in 2021. We did that. You know, you show your worth. You show how hard you can work. And from there, we've all got full-time jobs now at the RNA. And I think the best thing about an internship um, doing it, whether it's for your work integrated learning or just, just for a bit of fun, it shows how you are in the workplace, it's really hard to do that in an interview. It's really hard to prove, hey, I'm going to be a great fit. I'm going to fit in with your culture. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to understand what you do in just a quick interview. So I would say any opportunities for experiences, whether it's internships or not, is super, super important. And that's kind of how you get your foot in the door, your face in their head. You're like, hey, look at me. Remember me? I'm really good. I'm (laughs) awesome at my job. Hire me now. (laughs) You're like selling yourself in a way. It's like self-branding as well. Yeah. Definitely. What would you say is or was or still is the biggest challenge for you either working, you know, in the job that you are now or just in for kind of entertainment industries in general? I think a really tricky one for the ECA is because we'd have so many diverse events and and types of entertainment. It's trying to be across all of them and understanding what is kind of stereotypical in that industry. So for example, uh, in the music industry, it is really standard to have 
a great backline for your performers. So that's microphones and drum kits and DIs and all the things. And I don't know tons about that. I know a little bit about it from my music. So understanding that. They also have hospitality riders. So you, if you're having like a night gig with someone who's, you know, relatively famous, you'll provide them with drinks and food and things along to go with that. I didn't know that was a thing. I had no idea. So learning those new things on the job and trying to adapt to make them work you know with dance groups you have to provide them spaces to changing rooms and you know toilets and water and all those sorts of things fashion is a big one for us um because we have you know three fashion parades a day for the whole nine days of show so it's a big one where we have to say okay what do our models need well they need bathrooms and hair and makeup area and enough room to do their quick changes so you have to know so much in each industry and that's a little bit tricky for someone who isn't necessarily in them all the time animals is a huge one diseases and (laughs) stuff that animals carry making sure that all the horses have the hendra vaccine it's like an endless list oh my goodness it just goes on and on and on so understanding the different parts of every industry is a bit of a challenge because entertainment is so broad and most people just kind of go into one little niche bit and understand it but for me it's a bit of everything the diversity huge yeah huge but it's exciting. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Um, but it's just wrapping your head around it. One thing as well. I had, you have no idea how the Eck is going to go. You don't know what an Eck is going to be like until you actually do it. And then you get to the end and you feel like you want to jump in the sky, but also collapse on the ground because it's just the most random thing in the entire world. Like you couldn't be like, okay, so today we're going to do this, 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 and this. It doesn't work like that. It's just putting out fires and hoping for the best and running events the best that you can. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, life's not always going up. There's ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Looking back in a worst case scenario, you did the internship. Yeah. It didn't go great. Yeah. Did you ever have a backup plan, a plan B of what you would do moving forward? Yeah, I have a, I love um, working with big organizations because I feel like they can put on such a big event or program or whatever it is. I was really interested in um, Queensland Ballet, Queensland Symphony Orchestra, um, Opera Queensland, all those big organizations because sounds bad but they've got a lot of money to throw at something so it means you get a really great product and you can use all of that to make it happen um so anything like that applying for jobs in those sorts of areas with a communication degree now like now that it's named that it looks really good because you can adapt to lots of different things whether you go into media and comms or a bit more marketing or you do go into entertainment um it's a really good baseline being like yeah i've got a bachelor in communication they're like oh that's really interesting and you can kind of sway it in a certain direction be like yeah here are my skills that perfectly suit the job that's there so yeah looking out on that you have to look at keywords there's not really well my role is very random it does say entertainment in it but there's very few roles that go you are an entertainment this yeah you know it's different things so when you are looking for jobs or even internships and experiences you need to look kind of outside the word entertainment because people use it in tons of different ways Yeah. There's a lot of synonyms for the same word. Yeah. 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 So broaden your searches if you're looking on online for roles because you can kind of fit into lots yeah. of different things. And I guess it touches on what we were speaking about before. It's like at the end of the day, it's a sheet of paper that says one thing. Mm-hmm. It'll get you into five doors. It does. You know, looking now, we think it's one or two doors. It's five doors. It's 10 doors in five years. It's yeah. 20 doors in 20 years, you know. And then the more doors you kind of walk through and, and open, it opens even more yeah. because you have those experiences to be like, yeah, I've learned from this and this is how I'm going to bring these new skills to whatever the next role is. Yeah. Yeah. 
And speaking of those doors, if say <laughs> you did go through like um the Queensland Ballet, like mm-hmm. you just brought up, um, how would like your process of getting into that um role differ from the one that you've currently had? With the Echo, would it have been like an internship sort of thing starting out or just yeah, like a job application or? Probably, probably a bit of both. I'd probably try and get an internship. As I said, they're really useful to like get your face in there. Um, but a job application is important. The resume is super important. Just being like able to spin your skills for whatever it is and really explain. The Echo is really hard to explain what you've done and being like yeah I do this this and, and this and oh yeah I've done this as well so trying to explain all of that really cohesively in a resume is really important um using all the right words people will kind of scan through a resume and be like okay yeah that looks good but trying to get something that grabs their attention and goes hey that's really impressive um but from there yeah it's it's all about the interview process as well being really positive my boss has a big thing about your workplace culture and kind of the energy you bring to the workplace because you work with these people you know a lot of time especially in high stress situations if you're in entertainment um, and events it's really high stress especially around when your event is running Um, so you have to be able to work with people really well and be a really good person to work with Um, I think that's super important just speaking on culture obviously there's a lot of different groups of people and segments of people that come to the echo mm-hmm. whether that be for you know audiences or for the shows you have to organize mm-hmm. how do you adapt to those like different cultures you know you wouldn't speak to someone my age the way you'd speak to a cattle farmer like yeah in yeah. organizing those events what's your approach mm-hmm. in diversity yeah you really try and read the other person and adapt to that um we have a beautiful man his name's farmer james and i love him so much and the way he speaks is really light-hearted and fun he provides all our animals so how you're speaking to him is you know super positive really lovely over emails over the phone call um yeah just adapting to how you speak to him in comparison, when we're dealing with, uh, we had Amy Shepard come to the Echo. She performed one night. She is very high level pop star um, sort of thing. So when you're writing emails or talking to them over the phone, you're very professional. You're using all the right language and making you seem like, you know, I'm a professional too. I work in entertainment. I know all the things. Um, so it's definitely working on kind of the tone of your emails and and how you speak and just providing the level of professionalism that you need to be you don't need to be a super high level professional all the time but using that when it's when it's necessary yeah does that get draining at all a little bit and sometimes it sounds like it (laughs) yeah I think I think there's a big thing um with entertainers sometimes they think this is not Amy Shepard she was really lovely by the way um (laughs) but just thinking about how highly they think of themselves mm-hmm. um you have to be really careful with that and making sure that you're providing what they think they expect and, and deserve yeah yeah I've had a run-in it was like a um I'm not gonna say the name uh, it was a she is a singer and she's a little bit older mm-hmm. um you know older than older than Amy Shepard anyway um <laughs> and she was diva like a massive diva it was a freelance event that um she was coming to do for us um and it was like a for a christian organization so we were like very accommodating we were happy to like you know help her out whatever she want but she was doing this for free so very lovely Mm -hmm. for her to do that um but just like 
the I must have a dressing room and I must have this and I must have that and it's just like okay like calm down we don't have the facilities for that it's mm-hmm. like trying to explain that you know I feel like just having to change the way you talk to different kinds not just like celebrity or like um your client or whatever mm. whatever you, how do you, what do you call it? Ent- the entertainer yeah um like it's so different to talk to like lots of different people having to put on a different persona or a different voice yeah and trying to be super accommodating to someone who fe- who thinks that they deserve the world. the world yeah and I think it's funny we're super budget conscious as well as I said non-for-profit we're not really trying to make any money we just need to stay on budget and we have quite like quite a good budget but entertainment things cost a lot of money like fireworks cost lots and lots of money animals cost lots and lots of money so we have to be really careful with that sort of stuff and we do have lots of community groups that come and perform all our dance groups don't get paid they kind of get paid in a way we provide tickets for them to perform which means you're in at the Eka and you can have the whole day there if you'd like so that's kind of how we work it and you have to be accommodating because they are doing it for no cost but at the same time you can't really let them walk all over you and take advantage of that fact so it is a fine line to walk definitely um and then with other performers you know you get people who are just super lovely and just get on with the job and are just happy to be there and then others who are just a little bit negative and you know it always happens you're not gonna yeah you're not gonna win them all um but i think the best thing we've had this uh survey that goes around the um, RNA and and you get marked on how good you work as a team and how other teams see you and we've done really well in entertainment. We try and be really positive, try and make things work. We have this thing where don't come to me with a problem, come to me with a problem and a solution. So if there's an issue, don't be like, I don't know what to do, that's it. Be like, okay, so here's the problem. Okay, one option is we can do this, we can do this as well, also this, what do you think? Here are our options. So coming to with that it makes you seem like such a more positive and uplifting person to be around. So yeah, we definitely. try that in everything we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's good mindset and like routine to get into. It's a good habit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we notice that in our interns as well. It's we we love the people who come to us and go, Hey, we've had a bit of an issue, but we've sorted it, or what do you think I should do out of these these solutions? Yeah. Yeah. We might look at wrapping things up in a minute. Fabulous. What's your last piece of advice for either high school students, university students, or just anyone in general that wants to pursue a career in the entertainment industries? That's a big one. (laughs) So I would say always back yourself. Um, I think that for me, the reason I got the role is I begged my boss. I was like, I'm really good for this. I'm a really good hard worker. Sell yourself as much as possible um, because – you have to be your biggest advocate. Even when I got this permanent role now, um, my contract was supposed to finish in September. Uh, my team were like, let's put a business case in. You got to sell yourself. You got to be like, this is the reason we're keeping you on. I was originally in an assistant position. So I was entertainment and education assistant. I got bumped up to a coordinator role because I, I was like, hey, no, I deserve this. Um, know your worth and, and be like, this is why you should keep me on. Um, because... I think it's really important to have confidence in yourself and in the role that you know that you'll be able to do really well. It's not being better than anyone else. It's not being like, I'm going to do it better than this person. It's no, I'm going to do it better because I am this way. This is my personality. This is my work ethic. Um, So yeah, definitely back yourself in and, and don't be afraid to just 
ask people for an internship or an experience because most of the time creatives love creatives and they want to help each other out. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time you think of an internship, it's a scary process. It's this big yeah. monster, but at the end of the day, like you said, it's free labor. Wants- people yeah, exactly. love it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on board, do all the work for me. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So just, just reach out, email people, contact people. They're always looking for people to, to help out, especially a big event like the Eka. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You've talked about your experiences and it sounds like it's been overwhelmingly positive. It sounds yes. like you love your job. You're having yes. a great time. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it's not always positive. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes creatives can struggle um, mm-hmm. to find a footing in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to make Ben a little bit proud here. I'm talking about a little bit of a critical issue from our class last semester. <laughs> um, what are some reasons where you might say creatives like shouldn't go into the creative industry or future creatives should be aware of Mm -hmm. as like potential issues that they might face um, if they're looking to head into the industries? Yeah. Well, a big one is stability. I feel like it's not necessarily always stable. You're not always going to get a permanent role um, for something. Uh, But I think a lot of creatives are already aware of that because they kind of lack that energy of the industry. Another disgusting one was that we had a Dagwood Dog eating competition at the Eka and it's absolutely foul. Like it is. What was the record? <laughs> so previously in 2019, they had eaten, I want to say 16 Dagwood Dogs in 10 minutes. But this year, um, I think his name's Jay Webby. He came to the Eka. He ate 20 Dagwood dogs in five minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, just let that let that number sink in. Think about the size of a Dagwood dog and eating 20 of them all in a row. Um, so that was absolutely disgusting. That's probably a reason I wouldn't go into <laughs> entertainment. Yikes. It's absolutely gross. Yeah. But honestly, very impressive and great publicity for us. He put it on TikTok. It got a million views. I want to hope it, so. It was absolutely insane. And it's such it's it's a fun day. I could not watch it to save my life. I was like, I yeah. can't. This is disgusting. <laughs> but yes, that's probably <laughs> there's another reason for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kimmy. My pleasure. I've had a blast. <laughs> Thanks, um, guys. Um, join us next time for another episode of Creatives and Coffee. We are so keen to see you then. Peace. Thanks, guys. Laters. Four.